Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome everyone. This is the Double or Nothing edition of a of 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 Wrestling Now, and I love it. I love it. This was one of the best pay per views of the year so far for wrestling in general. Um, I hope you got a chance got a chance to see it. If not, please, I totally recommend it. I'm going to keep saying this throughout the show. First match, on, first match on the show was was amazing. Which was amazing was Brian Cage versus Hangman Adam Cage. Um, buckshot lariats everywhere. I mean, you see, you got a chance to see him try and attempt some buckshot lariats, and it didn't work out for him. Um, then you had Hook and Ricky Starks try to get involved. Taz did not. Um, excuse me. Taz was trying to like hopefully think that Cage would want this help, but Cage didn't want the help. He just rejected both of them during the middle, during the end of this match to the point where Hang, he was so preoccupied talking to those two that Hangman Page was setting up a buckshot lariat on the other side of the ring for him. And of course, he got a chance to land it on Brian Cage and end him for the one, two, three. It was such a such an amazing match. Five stars. Five, five stars, y'all. Easily. No doubt about it. Um, then looks it looks like there's going to be a little tension in Team Taz right now. Looks like Brian Cage is going to branch out. Brian Cage has always been a guy to kind of do his own thing anyway. He's not a faction guy. He's like a, he's like a walking fucking faction. If you want to just think about it that way. This is the per- first part of the show. And these are the first few matches going on the first part of the show. Um, of course, Hangman pops open a beer. And he cheers with the lady in the crowd, which is something I am going to emphasize on. There are people in the crowd, y'all. That over 10,000 people in the crowd cheering, screaming for their rest, for their favorite wrestlers. I haven't heard that kind of sound in over a year. It was beautiful. This is another reason why I want you guys to check out this show. Just There's fans in the crowd. We're back. We're back. Man, I am Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks. This is another match the crowd was popping out for. So, you know, you could imagine. Moxie coming out and Kingston coming out the wild thing, getting the crowd started. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they got the Dior sneakers in their, uh, over there around their necks. They got the sneakers tied around their neck. It's hilarious. Um, another physical match, like kind of like the Brian Cage match where you saw... Uh, Moxley putting one of the bucks in a sleeper hole, and then the other the other buck hits a four fifty splash to break it. Then um, then the bucks put five. They hit Mox with five super kicks to the point where like man, they try to pin him. Only a one count. This is like how strong Moxley is, man. You just can't deny it. But then at the end of the day, everyone has their limits, so. Uh, Eddie Kingston was incapacitated because they were like really working on his leg most of the the Bucks were working on his like left his right leg most of the match. So, and then there was one point where they had Moxie in the ring and they hit him and they hit four BTE triggers on him because they knew one wasn't going to do it. So they kept hitting bam, bam, bam in the middle of the ring to the point where Moxie just finally fell over and they pinned him and then they, then he won. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it finally, but it finally did. Such a great match. Moxley was bleeding, of course. Then we had the 21, 21 man battle royale with Paul White on commentary, aka the big show. Joker card was Leo Rush, everyone. That was awesome. Leo Rush 
was in the, was in the was the Joker card. I hope that he has a nice and blissful future with, with AEW, a nice working relationship with AEW because he's an MLW. So it looks like MLW is jumping in, tagging in with AEW at the moment. First five in the ring was Max Caster, Dustin Rose, Powerhouse Hobbs, Matt Seidel, and Christian Cage. Those were the first five in the ring. So this is, that was a good five to start match with. I can't complain at all. Especially when Max Caster came in, you know, he did his little um, the acclaim rap. And he basically dissed everyone in the ring except for Powerhouse Hobbs. It's a damn shame. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. But at the end of the day, it was Jungle Boy Jack Perry that won the match. He got his number one contender spot. So now he's going against the champion in two weeks. Which, uh, which uh, we can't wait to see what that match turns out to be. I'll be talking about that a little later. But yeah, now Jungle Boy solidified his number one contender spot uh, in AEW. So this is going to be very interesting where this match goes. Um... Then we had Cody, the American Dream, Cody Rose versus Anthony Agogo. It was a very patriotic match. Well, I don't know. I just didn't see the excitement much in this match. I think it was a little overhyped, but I enjoyed the match itself. You know, um, Anthony Agogo with his gut punches and you know, didn't take Cody out. Cody persevered. Ended up persevering over him and ended up being Anthony Agogo with an invertebrator. I haven't seen one of those in about a decade, so that's really cool. And then we had um, Miro, Miro and Archer for the TNT Championship. This is a really delicate match because if any one of the guys lose, they lose momentum. So it's kind of like, why would you put both men in a position like this? Because you want to push Archer, but at the same time, you want to push your champion Miro. Because Archer has been getting pushed all fucking year. He had his TNT title matches uh, with. He had his shot versus uh, Cody uh, for the very first time to become the very first champion, and he lost it. I really rethink that match. Should have been Archer. Archer could have ran with the title for a year, been unstoppable. But if that would have happened, we wouldn't have had Brody Lee as champion, though. Okay. So one can, you know, one kind of. One worked with the other, I guess. But. I'm not denying that Archer's never going to have his day, but he will. It's just not now. You know, Miro is the new guy on the block, and they were going to promise him a push, just like they promised Archer a year ago. But, you know, the pandemic happened. You can't fucking, you can't blame him for that, because the pandemic was something that no one ever saw coming. So, but but I, I guarantee you all that are listening to me, listen to this podcast today, June what? June June 2nd you don't Archer will have his day this year he will become champion sometime this year I guarantee you this after all this running around he's been doing for the last year or so he's going to become champion again Um, Miro won with the game over this match was just left and right Blow after blow, big man not trying to knock out another big man. Jake the Snake Roberts tries to get involved in the match. Of course, Jake the Snake always wants to get involved in the match, even though he's a babyface or a heel. He tried to bring out that fucking snake. Oh, hell no. Try to get that snake involved in the match. Miro was smart. Grabbed that, knocked down Jake the Snake, put, knocked him down into the mat, 
grabbed that fucking bag and threw it into the fucking, into the Segway. Hell yeah. That's the smartest thing I've ever seen someone do in 40 years. Instead of just trying to open the bag and see what was in it or trying to like turn the bag on Jake the Snake, just get rid of it in entirety. Keep it out of everyone's eyes. That way, there is no snake. Very well done, Miro. I don't care what people say. That was really well done. It's like one of my favorite matches on the card. And then I'm going to come back in a few minutes and uh, talk about our second half of the of the show. It's going to be awesome, guys. Thanks. So the next match I really wanted to get into is Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida for the Women's World's Women's Championship. Wow, man. It was awesome. Back and forth, back and forth. I mean, uh, Shida did a tamashi on her and, and still Britt didn't go down one, two, three. Um Rebel interfered in this match. I mean, of course, you were expecting everything that, that could happen in this match. It did happen. Rebel could, did everything in their power to, to fucking interfere in this match. But her crutches, her fake her fake injury, everything. It was awesome. And then at the end of the day, Britt got Sheeta into that lock jaw. Sheeta held on as long as she could, man. But you know, with someone's hand in your mouth, who's not going to tap? Come on, man. So that was awesome. Such a great match. We have a new women's world heavyweight champion. And um, it's awesome. Britt Baker, congratulations. It should have been her from day one, actually. So I'm so happy. I am so fucking ecstatic that she won the title. So now forget it. Like the, the world is whole the world is whole oyster right now with what she can do with, the, with her and her character and what she can do with her character as champion. Oh Lord, here we go. I mean, next match on uh, this wonderful card we had. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Um, men, I guess they're calling themselves the men of the year. <laughs> so they went against Sting and Darby Allen. This was really special because it's been six years since, since we've seen Sting in actual ring wrestling. WWE playing the WWE so like I said he's been wrestling in cinematic matches the whole time he's been here and in the WWE since whatever well he hasn't wrestled in WWE but since he's been in AEW he's been wrestling in cinematic matches so uh, it was it was it was blissful I couldn't it was bliss it was perfect happiness perfect harmony never seen Sting in the ring and to see Sting in the ring again was great he was doing stinger splashes I mean he uh, I mean he, he got suplexed into the ring I mean he got uh, there was a spot where I think Scorpio Sky suplexed him out into the fucking stage Sting took some serious bumps man bro Sting ain't no joke I mean and then uh and then uh, Tony Schiavone was talking about the first time he interviewed Sting. And this was like back in 1987 when he first debuted. And imagine 1987, y'all. Sting has been wrestling for 30 fucking four years. Hello. The guy's a legend. 
Oh, man. I mean, we even, there was a spot where, this is why I can't stop talking about it. This is, there's a spot where King, which thing did a code red on Scorpio's guy. Code red, man. It's crazy. Sting doing a cold red. So, or Canadian Destroyer, whatever you want to call it. Sting did it. And of course, this, uh, the finish of all finishes for, for Sting is the Scorpion Death Drop. My, for me and him is my favorite wrestler. That is my favorite move for a finisher. Because it's not a very contemporary finisher. People don't really use it as a finisher, except for one person. And that one person makes that finisher look fucking deadly. Because it looks like it's going to break your neck when it does it. It's a reverse neck breaker. Reverse DDT. Oh, Sting. So good to see Sting back. Needless to say, Sting and Darby Allin won this match. They won this match. And um, I guess they're going to be promoting Friday Night Dynamite, where... It's a special event, I guess, during the playoffs that AEW is going to be um, continuously to do at the moment since the playoffs, since, and they're not going to do it on Wednesday because the Wednesdays are restricted for the playoffs. So what they're going to do is have Mark Henry host this Friday night show. It's going to be, I think, for two weeks. So this is going to be cool. That'll be really cool. Then we had the Triple Threat World Heavyweight Championship match we had. Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, man, this match was all over the place. I mean, there was one point where there was, like, I believe Kenny doing it on, oh, it was Orange. He pulled the Sunset Flip Powerbomb from the top from the top rope. It was a reversal Sunset Flip Powerbomb. It was ridiculous. Then Pac, did, Pac pulled out of his ass a avalanche falcon arrow on the from the top rope. That's crazy, man. I would have never thought I could see a move like that done on anyone from the top rope. And then, of course, Orange Cassidy broke up, broke up the pen. But Jesus Christ. So... And then, it was a one. and then, of course, Pac tried to do a black arrow on Orange Cassidy, did it, and then and then Kenny Omega broke the count. But then at the same time, he tried to do it a second time on Kenny Omega, and then he, didn't, he missed. And, of course, Don Callis got involved. Fuck you, Don. Specifically wrote that on my notes. Fuck you, Don. Where he pulled the referee out of the ring. And, um... He pulled the referee out of the ring when, when Pac had a clear pin on Penny Omega. And um, then the referee got incapacitated. And, uh, and then, of course, R.B. Edwards came in to try and f- try and get that pin. And then, of course, it didn't happen. It was too long, it was too much time between her coming in the ring and to make that three count. Man, this was such a crazy match. So, man, 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 this is too much. This match was awesome, dude. So, Kenny Omega wins this match, of course, because Kenny Omega is the man. So, he's got all the momentum here. 
but this made for a five-star match, even with Orange Cassidy. And I, and a lot of people have been really harking on him in big main event matches because they're like, oh, well, this guy's too small, he's too green. All he does is little flippy moves, and he doesn't really, no one takes him seriously. But this match, I can honestly say, I take Orange Cassidy very seriously in the main event, especially when the title's on the line. Sure, he had a couple funny spots in the match, but... Bro, nothing with nothing. He had orange punches. He hit beach breaks. He, I mean, shit. He was he was ready to win this match. So, so you know, from here looking forward, Orange Cassidy is going to be looked on as a main eventer. Now, now people may take him a little bit more seriously, even though he, of course he's going to do his thing, his lazy gimmick, which I'm still all for. So it's all good. Then, of course, the final. You can't forget this match. The final, but not forgotten. The Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle Stadium Stampede. Wow. This was not a typical Daniel Stampede that we had a year ago. The very first one that was a year ago. That one was a little bit more hokey-jokey than this one. This one started out pretty serious, you know. Again, MJF was standing outside of the limo. Waiting for them, and they all charged on him. He ran in the limo, locked the doors. Next to you know, Pinnacle drives up in their sporty, classic pickup truck, and then, then they just start brawling right there on the field. And then all the guy, and then everyone's kind of just splits up into different sections. You get you got Spears versus Guevara, Hager versus Wardlow, Jericho versus MJF, FTR versus Santana Ortiz, but Tully Blanchard there. So there was so much going on. Oh yeah, and then Sammy ran over Spears with the golf with the golf cart. It's about time Sammy run somebody else over with a golf cart. I mean, Jesus. They fought in the football field, the stadium, the offices. They they fought everywhere they could in this match. This was such an awesome match. And then you know, they ended up in some kind of like FTR. FTR and Santana Ortiz ended up in some like bar. I think in, in the somewhere. In the st- near the stadium, there's a like a bar, and of course the DJ was Conan, their former manager from Impact Wrestling. That was awesome. Came in, got involved, try to keep Tully away from well, from interfering into this match, and then um, I mean it's basically Sammy. Sammy ended up um, beating Sean Spears, and that's how this match ended. I could ask for a better match. They re- this is so they redempt themselves from last year. This is so much redemption from last year's stadium stampede match. It was so hokey jokey where niggas almost like almost died trying to pull this match off. Here, a lot safer, way better spots. Everyone was in all in one place. Everyone was spread around the stadium where you saw them fighting, and of course they were using all kinds of props. Knock each other with the chairs and tables and glasses and you know, that, that shit was dope. That shit was dope. They tried to give it a, as much of a real feel as possible, and it it was successful. Inner Circle won the match. The Inner Circle is still a faction. I thought they were actually going to lose. I thought they were going to break up as a faction and just go on their merry ways. But you know, I guess I mean they sell great merch, so I guess they're going to have to stick around a little longer, which is fine with me. Yeah, man. 
Sean, um, what was it? Uh, Sammy Guevara hit a six thirty senton on uh, on Sean Spears for the win. That was awesome, dude. Awesome, awesome match, awesome show. Four out of five stars, no doubt for me. Four out of five, like hard stars. I suggest and I recommend that you guys watch this pay-per-view through and through. Don't skip anything. Don't watch the highlights. Watch the entire show. AEW is so worth it. And then you got then you got Monday Dark, Tuesday Dark, I mean Monday Elevation, two dark, Tuesday dark, and then you got Wednesday night dynamite. Well, for the next few weeks it'll be Friday night dynamite. So you're gonna have space in between Monday and Tuesday into dynamite. But still, man. And you, the best part about this, I'm not even tired about watching it. Sure, those two shows are two hours long, but you know you don't really need Dark and Elevation. You can just watch Dynamite, get caught up in everything you need to get caught up. That's the best thing about this show. You don't have to go backwards. They'll update you about what's going on, what went on on the two previous shows. Update you on the matches and who won and who lost the matches. It'll be on the bottom moniker of the screen when you look at it. They're gonna they're gonna tell you everything that, that happened. Just to keep the storylines and everything intact. WWE does not do that. So that's just going to show you a lot of people are starting to cross over from from WWE into AEW. And for, by all means, AEW is a great brand. And they're going to continue to be a, a fresh and new and exciting brand. Thank you all for letting me rant and rave and talk about wrestling. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Any comments, concerns? Please let me know anything, any subjects you want me to talk about. Hit me up. I'm always here for you guys. Please watch AEW Double or Nothing. I totally recommend it one more time. Please watch the show. You're not going to be disappointed. If you're a wrestling fan, you love wrestling, it's worth the money. If not, watch wrestling.in. That is... Uh, that is a website that you can get to and that you can watch and you can stream wrestling if you can't afford it. So for all those real buff wrestling lovers out there. So thank you all again. Have a great day. Have a great week. And I'll catch you guys on fr um, Friday for the next Dynamite show.